Hello, everybody. Welcome to our review on whatever playlist I put this on for the movie Bodied. So, my name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. So, before we jump into it, there's going to be a real short intro bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to review movies, so we're just taking a stab at this. And uh, we're doing this because of a Patreon request from the new homeboy, Coney Sparks. Even though we're late, and I'm so sorry, dude. However, I holler at him at, like, Facebook and give him a little, a little something to get his appetite wet as we went through this. But yep. basically, I went through the whole movie. We watched it together, and I was like, damn, I get it. There is a lot to talk about. Hold, hold up. Allow me to be like proper for this, right? Um, whole lot to talk about. I'm and not putting my head up. Anyway, <laughs> so basically, I I took notes on like every single scene, and then I assume that because we review hip hop, you y'all might care a little bit about some of the bars. But I want to be clear: there was a lot that like I wanted to talk about watching the movie, where we'll still touch on the bars, but it's definitely the secondary interest. So maybe when all said and done, we can even make like a separate video just dedicated to the bars if that's something y'all want to see but y'all have to say you want to see that in the comments yeah however we will touch on it a little bit throughout the movie because how could you not in light of the fact that this is a battle rap movie i also don't know how long this is so x number of parts on that note i don't even see any reason to dilly dally yep bonnie did you know what bodied was before we came into this what were your expectations um something something it's eminem's movie and I was like, okay, and then I just put it on, and that's pretty much, that That was it. I didn't know anything about it at all, besides something that Eminem was involved in. So, basically, um, I knew what Bodied was, because it came out, and I, you, you obviously know when Eminem does anything these days, because it's impossible to not hear about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a YouTube premium movie, so it's on the tube, and it costs money. And um, I watched it for free. I'm not going to say anything about that, but I did not pay to watch the movie because there are ways around it that aren't even illegal. I'm just saying that. You can get out of stealing it and still watch the movie if you're creative. Um, But I did go through it. I know I've watched it twice, and I really, like, focused on notes on the second time. So without further ado, the purpose of this movie is kind of to look at battle rap. So it's also kind of out of my forte and i think it's fair to let y'all know coming into this just that battle rap is not something i've spent a significant amount of time watching Mm -hmm. um prior to this movie i had seen disaster punch people in the face and i had i believe it's disaster so if i'm wrong i do apologize and i saw him merc cannabis and I've seen a few other battle raps out of curiosity along the way. I'm in Montreal, so Anna and I'm involved in Montreal's hip hop community. Mm-hmm. So it's literally impossible to exist without knowing what King of the Dot is here. You might not know what it is, but King of the Dot is, I believe it's in Toronto or it's, it's in, I don't think it's in Montreal. I think it's in Ontario, although we have DMS battle, whatever, because yeah, even Montreal's got some battling. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got battling stuff going on. So I'm I'm very aware of it. In fact, I've seen many people that I've I've rapped on stages with and whatnot, like been at shows with, moving to try out their hand in battle rapping. Um, I know that there is money to be made if you know how to battle rap. 
I, on the other hand, don't necessarily know how to battle rap. I, I tried it once at an event and I won and then somebody choked and that was amazing because when they choke it's like you just win by default and i thought that was really cool but it was like a no stakes for fun kind of thing but that was it so i don't really know that much the nuances of it which is why i was personally kind of excited to watch this movie but like movies are not my thing so i barely get around to watching them as, as she can attest to mm-hmm. anyway yeah, never watch them so I'm going to talk a lot in this, and I apologize, Bonnie. I know you're like, this is, like, great. But um, <laughs> the, the movie kind of starts off, right, with this, like, opening battle scene. And mm-hmm. right, right away, it's like, extract versus Ben Grimm. And fantastically speaking, Gravel Pit by the Wu-Tang is playing right at the beginning of this movie, which got me excited, because how could you not just start moving as you hear the Wu-Track playing there? And, you know, Charlemagne the God is right there. And I'm like, yep. oh, I guess Eminem and Charlemagne got real buddy-buddy after the little, little diss-each-other spats. And he's spats. Like the, the host of, like, the rap battle. Yeah, of, like, the big rap league that is there. Because we learned there's more than one tier of battle rap league here. Mm-hmm. And so he announces him stop and sets up. It's going to be a violent Merkel thing. And then there are two dudes, Extract, who, if I may have an anecdote, uh, I'm pretty sure he's the big T guy. And why I know who that is is because there's a video of the skinny white dude basically murking him and saying you basically have to be talented because you're a fat guy and it's inconvenient to being around you, being around you. And every time that thing surfaces on Facebook, I watch it because it, it is like the most surgical breakdown. And if I were to battle rap, I'd be that kind of guy because it's a surgical breakdown at a psychological level. And that kind of stuff got me real excited. <laughs> so when I looked at him and I'm like, is that like the fat guy? And then I checked it out and I'm pretty sure it Rory versus Big T might be the battle. I might be wrong. I'm just trying to remember it. It was pretty nice what I was watching there. <laughs> anyway, um, so you got the battle and I think it would be... How did you feel about how this movie starts off and whatnot, you know? Um, well, you know, like right away it kind of starts and it's a bit gritty and um, like gray. It's a very gray like kind of start. Like it's not very bright or anything. It's just kind of like you're consumed by that. And like it's just like these rap battles and it's pretty cool. And I like that Charlemagne like, was there. Um, and then like, you know, like we have... Like the girl, the girlfriend, or whatever. Like Adam first. Oh, the girlfriend, right? Yeah, Maya. she she starts like asking like her her boyfriend. And you're just assuming, you know, it's like ten seconds in or whatever. Um, you know, like asking questions and like she's just fucking annoying. And <laughs> like you can tell that like she's only there for like like an intellectual project and like it's just like she's just not absorbed in the scene where like you can tell that she's there because he said baby come on i'm finally gonna get to talk to him come check it out and see what it's about Mm -hmm. and he as an adam our protagonist is geeked out like i when i'm hearing some good buyers it's so good man he's just like he's like the most animated person in that crowd if i'm not mistaken is i think the point so we're supposed to establish he the geek the Mm -hmm. hip-hop geek and she is she's a snooty annoying girl but like a well-versed <laughs> one. Like you can tell she's well-intentioned. 
She's one of those PC people. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but even then, um, so in regards to that, it's because it goes fantastic for when I let the palm cock, when I let the thing go, get it? Because, the th- anyway, go knuck knuck, you can tell he in a hard rock, which is actually really fucking witty. And I really like good weight. And I wish, actually, it's really good. Like, that is an oh. extremely well written, because he's Ben Grimm on top of that. <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah, so he... Uh, he also make I don't know somebody makes a reference about something and she's like well what does that mean and he's like I don't know just you know assume it's a gun a gun metaphor everything is a gun metaphor so you yeah. just have to like assume that I thought that was funny yeah it's in regards to that line where he's mm-hmm. trying to understand like what the thing is right yeah. and so she kind of basically says it's a gun everything's a gun um <laughs> Now, as far as like, because it's kind of like what's happening here is, you know, it ends up and everybody's like, hey, it's garbage day, you know, the little like line. And it's it's basically trying to show you how into it people are, right? And I think it's a really awesome start because it makes Battle Rat look sick. Like it makes that environment just a gritty basement type shit. Like the type of place where, you know, maybe if you light one up, people aren't going to look at you funny. It's the type of place where somebody might get bossed in the face or whatever. It actually just looks like a sick thing, but it also looks classy. Like it looks... Or- uh, I don't want to say classy. Classy to me, but it looks organized in like a very professional yes, kind yes, of way. I'll say that much, yes, but it doesn't look classy. It's like, like a warehouse. And then... Um, <laughs> Ben Grimm comes in and does his whole verse and and when he goes, mm-hmm. you used to be that shit, but lately X fell in tears. It's the same as you outgrowing your shirt sizes. You haven't seen XXL in X oh in years. That was like gosh, that line was so good. And then like you see, I think, some graphics along the way to kind of enhance it to let you see the imagination of the things. Like mm-hmm. I got one point somebody did a box and like I'm like, that's really smart. Hell's it's kind of like when non-Canadians watch hockey and they put the little circle around the, the puck. Which like, they, here it is. Which, I mean, as a Canadian, you're like, that's ridiculous. But apparently it's a thing that happens in the States. Um, yeah. Anyway, so then girl breaks down uh, why she keeps saying X so much. And he's explaining it's a name, fi- uh, it's a name flip. And, you know, it's, it makes sense because of his but, name. But, like, I just want to say, like, right away, when you're, like, seeing, like, this, like, redhead ginger guy, whatever, at the beginning. Like, we don't know what his name is yet. Um, he's just, like, so nerdy and awkward and <sighs> feels. Mad- and it's more, more, more obviously looks out of place. Like, he looks like so weird and then we find out that he's there and he's like studying uh ben Graham, like this other rapper and it's just like a whole thing uh and just like how how and when and like in which situation situations and whatever like you can but use think, the n-word so that's what he's there for i mean that's a little bit later on mm-hmm. but even at this point where they're breaking down the point of the bars because i think okay. that's kind of essential right and just because that happens right after the battle Okay, yeah. This is still in the battle. Ben Grimm's going through, and then he's like, it's hard to explain. Most bars are based on homophones, X, XL, which is, is true. And it's, if I have to be honest, as a writer, it is my weakest area is, is jumping on the homophones and being like that. Like, I'm good at it. Like, everything else you can possibly do with this poetry thing but that. Um, and then she goes, since there's a homophobe, it's a bar. And... It, the movie is full of lines like this. Like, I'm probably going to say way too many of them for what Bonnie likes, but in, in case it doesn't work out like that. It's super important because it shows a little bit of her understanding of the situation. Yeah. She heard what she wanted to hear. These are a bunch of homophobic, misogynistic, blah, blah, blah. And this is the kind of language she uses, right? Yeah. So when he says homophone, 
a music term, she hears homophobe, a term she's familiar with, but more importantly, is likely already thinking. And Coney Sparks, sir, when I realized that you made me watch something that was that well written, and it's well, it's written by this like rap battle rapper dude, and they had some battle rap to promote it, which I didn't really watch. I, I skimmed, and I was like, dude, that's ridiculous writing. And it's cool to see a guy who can clearly write writing that ridiculous. Like, it, it's nice to me. Yep. And then let's be real. And your baby mom's only with you to collect those checks, bro. He'd be giving you way more than just hugs and kisses to the ex ho ex oh and i'm just like oh that is so well done and the way he delivers it with the energy and shit oh you're just like now that's a bar you know i just anyway it's a good it's a good one it's really 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 good and then they kind of like finish it out and then they go on about women and basically maya and is on genius so i'm able to quote it directly oh i get it the defining characteristic of a bar is how much gross misogyny you can cram into one sentence because that's what women sound like and then um <laughs> adam tries to well that's how she is yes adam kind of responds like don't worry it's all fake it's all whatever and this we're going to touch on later but it's foreshadowing a basically this this conversation between adam and maya is the core conversation of the entire movie that gets explored yeah is the misogyny and the the wordplay and the violence, let's say, affiliated with the way they treat each other, okay for the sake of the art form of what they are doing? So Maya clearly doesn't necessarily understand this. She's like, puns about hating women. Oh, look, I don't even know how anyone could be a good person when they spend all their time thinking about horrible things to say about someone. And then it kind of like pivots out as, you know, um, they kind of discuss it. And um, yeah, that's basically uh, as the rap ends. And then it goes into the next scene, which would be the post battle. Now, I just want to like touch on this a little bit. Um, I'll be honest with everybody watching this. The main reason I've never really wanted to get into battle rap is because of the amount of time I would have to spend thinking of horrible shit to say to people that I might actually like and respect. And that's a literal part of what this is. And I know many people have the kind of fortitude that can handle that thing, but the almost literal way I would describe it in my mind is how she worded it there. Like, it, I get that it's not entirely that, but... I don't know how I personally could create something that would destroy somebody without having to get real hateful in how I personally think towards them. Mm. And this is me and how I approach that situation. Now, as I've evolved, maybe if it's a friendly jar, okay. But the truth is, I wouldn't want to battle nobody unless they really pissed me off and I was going to surgically end their fucking career. Because I don't think I would stop until I researched enough to basically destroy their who they were. And I, that's me. That's my inability to do this to for like... fun, right? And I don't want to battle people because I don't want to be like that. And that's me and how I am. You could do a compliment battle. I have no interest in that. That to me, like, even if that's fresh, it, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> like, it doesn't... It seems like a comic version of the real thing. It doesn't feel like maybe there's some yeah. dope ones, but there's there's no market for a bunch of people who are going to compliment battles that I've heard of because it's the internet. So somebody out there watching this is going to have heard of that. But it's not like you're going to make it as a compliment battle rapper. You, you know? might. Like, I don't know. Maybe you can, but I don't think you can. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but yeah, That's so I thought it. like... 
I'm like already like that's a lot, right? That already happened. I, honestly, this is like fucking six minutes of movie. <laughs> um, and then we find out more about Adam, and he approaches uh, Ben. You know, yeah. he reached out to him on Twitter. They agreed to meet, and uh, we kind of we get a little foreshadowing into the type of ignorance Adam has, but not like a whole bunch is really there. He just kind of explains his thesis, which is on a particular word. Uh, that we shouldn't say and will not on this podcast. At least we will not. Um, and, uh, you know, as they're having this conversation, people keep walking up to Ben and props him out and stuff. And, like, you know, he's just like, respect, respect. You know, it's just kind of funny, right? And that's mm-hmm. actually important because of something that happens later on in the movie. Yeah. And that's the thing about why I think this movie is incredible off the jump is because almost everything you see has a bigger purpose in a way that is clever to me um anyway i think the most clever and ridiculous part of that is clearly when some guy walks up and says my girl wants to suck your dick (laughs) and and i don't don't even mind (laughs) um adam's kind of like trying to explain he's interested in um you know the race aspect of it and he's trying to it's just such like a white person to do like a giant thesis paper on this like, but it, it's, it's, it's just like, so but even like as a whole it's the, so like i read what book was it i don't know one of the books i read was literally about what it felt like from like the black community was describing how it felt just to have like white researchers come in and like look at them like lab wraps and and, and shit and essentially that's what adam's actually kind of doing here like he's walking into the battle i'm like sir you're my hero type well he doesn't get there yet he's like i think you're interesting and i want to write a research paper on why battle rappers use that word and he's like yo there's lots of other that words that you can use and talk to about this why me and you know like ben just sizes him up as the super geeky dude and ben goes why you want to write it and why adam even cares and then adam just like gushes and explains like the prowess of his writing and why he likes the poeticness of his things which is the absolute right thing to say to a writer and then they start doing shots and then maya uh comes in gets real mad and it was gets all in ben's face confrontational like um and then adam assumes she's gonna embarrass him but instead she just kind of wanted to know i know when it was announced and that's important because it's such a again part of adam's character adam's lack of faith that his girlfriend would have the appropriate judgment which is also our like expectations get challenged too because it's important about her character she comes off as this pretentious person off the jump but like why did none of us honestly trust her maybe because the music gets all tense or whatever but we all thought she was going to ask about the women shit and instead she just drops this like innocuous well i just wanted to know why nobody was announced as a winner which then goes into a whole tangent which y'all watching this this is the (laughs) first time i'm being like i need your input people who know way more about this than i do is it true that new york hasn't lost a battle and has an ego so bad that they got rid of judges and stuff and it's up in the air and and is that like all true is our our people's egos so sensitive that judging and stuff is just gone because people can't deal with losing it's like how everybody gets a participation like ribbon now however (laughs) when i really like thought about this whole scene as it plays out i mean the first time you watch it you're like wow adam's this like smart inquisitive guy you know he's just geeked out he's really nerdy though but he definitely when you watch it the second time 
He's still pretty nerdy. He's a lot more malicious looking. Yes. Because once you watch it the second time and you know how this movie ends and you see all the clues because you also see how you remember how everybody's character develops, you realize that. I, like he's just like, yeah, he definitely looks like evil looking. So here's the thing. I'm a white rapper, right, that started for Real Reels in 2012. And I come, don't come from a place that honestly taught me a lot of what I was supposed to know to get into hip-hop culture. In fact, from a lot of ways, I'm an outsider who is blessed enough to be in decent enough circumstances to have some level of decent life and whatnot. And I was able to just buy my way in, per se, as far as local Montreal is concerned. Nobody stopped me from going to the studio because I could afford it. And nobody stopped me from buying beats and doing anything because I could just afford it. But I also didn't do my like due diligence of studying hip-hop culture or caring about the importance of the fundamentals of the art. So I studied rap and hip-hop like Adam the Geek in how I approached it. So from a talent perspective, I think it did me a lot of good things in terms of all of how I can be who I am today. On the other hand, the way I treated the culture and the way I approached specifically black people I know there are probably many people in my past that see me exactly how y'all saw Ben. So when I watch this movie, I'm like, holy shit, that's like a young me. But if, if it was about songwriters, because I'm a songwriter, I'm not a bio rapper. And so in a lot of ways, there's a lot of things I think that are just going to come out as we discuss this that are mostly based on Holden's anecdotal experiences related to being a white rapper that went on a transition from being a dude like Adam and how he treats it and how he treats people. Because I was an arrogant dick. I was like 25 when I really got into it and I talked a lot of shit. And there are definitely some people that might want me blackballed just for the shit I talked once upon a time. And you know what? If I... I can get their point as well. We'll leave it at that. I don't think anyone should hold a grudge for seven years, but I get why they wouldn't want to invest in me, we'll say. So that was just an interesting thing. Well, I just thought it was worth bringing it up now. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, so it cuts to another little thing, a jump off, which, you know, imply, I don't know. Do you have anyone you want to comment here? Cause I know I talked uh, a whole lot. Well, not really. I mean, like I'm just, we're, I kind of, I'll, kind of shove in when I have something like different to say but like so far you're just like going through the story and and adding commentary yeah it's important for the sake of copyright I've been googling copyright <laughs> all day um and then don't I think we yeah then we see like one of like the battlers gets like too hyped up and stuff and then like he punches his opponent oh that's right? exactly isn't the that the next thing that happens so that's disaster mm-hmm. and here's the thing I couldn't remember who's. What we were was. we were literally having a conversation about a month ago with a fresh ass local dude that is dope and we won't say his name for now. Yeah. Um. But we were literally talking about disaster, and I think he was punched Matt Hoffa, and then there was some, I think it's Matt Hoffa's the other name and the punching one, and then he'd been punched a few times, and we were just discussing joyfully the punch. So I see disaster, and obviously I recognize his face, and then the guy's he's rapping, and the other guy gets up close, and he just. Yeah. But like Ben like calls it like before it yeah, happens. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, kind of like, oh, that's that's the end of that. And this they're like, show, why, basically. man? It's so good. And he can't. 
but it's again a commentary on adam versus ben ben is empathetic and pays attention to the situation around him adam is oblivious to the fact that a fight's about to break out mostly because he's so caught up in himself to pay attention to what's going on that's true as i said i was not the best person once upon a time and there is so much of myself i see in adam and it's why i am as neurotic as i am to not be that way per se so i was like damn and my brother's name is adam so it's just freaking weird to keep <laughs> saying adam like that anyway disaster punches him and you got yeah and like everybody does i like want it. to be clear i felt so fucking cool that i got the joke that i got the like reference that they made i mean i actually had to google and double check that it was really what i thought it was and it was and i was like oh yeah for once i got the thing <laughs> anyway and then um they're all about to leave right and yep. they kind of head out to you know oh ben actually says something fascinating he wants the draft of the thingy and the implication here is and he says i make sure you don't say anything out of character out of line or out of whatever he says but basically he's implying like yo you better not have my name or my affiliation or my words and then make our culture look bad and i'm saying this with the hindsight of the whole movie but what he's saying is don't be that guy <laughs> like don't be that dude that essentially hurts what's happening here yeah be something different because while adam is clearly well-intentioned i'm not 100 percent convinced that ben believes adam is actually as well-intentioned at the end of the day as uh he thinks he is so um then they go outside and everybody's freaking favorite billy pistols yep. comes up in because we're out in like the parking lot and he just just like starts shouting yeah um basically uh, according to genius just because it's fun for y'all charon's character billy pistol is based off of a battle rapper billy boondocks who famously tried to battle disaster and or the soros at the back of basics card of april 2015 hmm. disaster eventually got fed up with him talking and started punching oh disaster just punching everybody and then that's funny that's so he comes up to the disaster. guy at the end um and then billy pistols uh comes in and he just does a little rappy shape and, and then like, like duke it out just finish battle i want but I, mean, I get it man like here's the thing if you get in stacks to go battle don't battle for free no more there's no like why are you in it he's like yo let's make the street stuff blah, blah 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 i thought you were cool and then ben's like uh I've, this was funny he goes billy pistol goes and your girl i won't skip her after i'm done i'm gonna make you, i'm a kill again but he's trying to say that like gilligan mm. and everyone's like did you just try to make a kill again sound like gilligan and then, ah, i drop it out gilligan island bars bro <laughs> and then anyway jimmy pistols keeps uh spitting and then um ben grimm's like he's trying to like challenge him but then he like kind of like hands it off to like adam yeah and i was like actually i don't rap you know what right there any guy that kind of acts like my level of pretentiousness vocabulary wise that starts a sentence with actually like that is about to be an asshole <laughs> it's just facts <laughs> nobody starts actually fuck that guy yeah. i'm trying so hard to not be that guy no more and sometimes i catch myself and even then i'm like fuck that guy and i'm talking about myself then <laughs> anyway um so billy pistol's like whatever let's go in i mean adam starts off his first line you're here trying to battle ben grimm because he's got the kind of stardom you seek 
but you'll never reach that bar because all your bars are a reach. And he kind of does some thing like that. Yeah, he starts off like purposely bad, I think. No, I think he's just not know. sure how to do tell. it yet. And then he calls him a wigger. And then, let's be real, the kid is not your son. He doesn't have single Billy Jean. That was, yeah, like, that was a pretty good line. <sighs> he spit on his gun, talk about violent mind at work. <sighs> but you got nothing to back it up. That's a Miley Cyrus twerk. And I was like, oh, oh, that, that one was good. That one, that one got me in that this is a freaking great thing. But basically, Adam establishes here that, well, in fact, he has bars. Then he tells Benny was a poet, and it cuts back to Adam doing his poetry. And, oh, boy. Is Adam's poetry freaking terrible in the way he delivers it? Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben is like, yo, you got bars. And then the look on Adam's face, that goofy-ass... Mo- I have had that exact same goofy-ass feeling. There was a period of my time, because I'm admitting openly that I was formerly an ignorant person in a lot of ways. But anytime a black person said I could rap, it just meant more than a white person. I know that's not the kind of stuff you're supposed to admit on the internet, even if it was in the past, because that's just not allowed these days for some reason. But I don't think we can learn unless people can admit they were stupid, learn some shit, and are not stupid. By the way, I do behind that suit, and we do these reviews so that we can study the culture and not appropriate it and, and contribute to the culture. So we're going to work on the local scene and actually do something to help people document that's something we can do so we should and that i believe is the difference now you can disagree with my understanding and if you can teach me something i'm very happy to learn it because i also recognize the fact that i'm a white dude talking about hip-hop and i have to understand you know kind of that it's not black well i was about to say black and white which is a fucking (laughs) terrible expression to use it's complicated yeah um but i really like even the look on his face that i think it was in that moment that i realized how well written this is because the look on his face is believable and i'm like damn that kid's proper that kid studied a lot of eminem did we do the eminem part no i think that comes after yeah um anyway uh, do you have anything more to comment? Because we want to um, move on to the next I scene. Just, I just thought it was funny that because, like, you know, he wasn't, you know, going to necessarily accept the challenge. And then he does. And it's, like, to, like, the chagrin so much of his girlfriend. She's like, ah, Like, yes. <laughs> like she's like, oh, no. She, I don't even think she gets out of the car. Like, she's just like, whatever, do whatever, and whatever. So it was just funny. Like, she's... She's so bad, and then she's so funny. Um, and yeah, and then he like spits like a mean game and like impresses everybody. So I think that's really cool. Except her, she's yeah. not impressed because he can do it. Yeah, and then like that's kind of like what happens because then we see the scene when they're like driving yeah. away, and um, you know so, he's in the car with the girl, and you know I once he's all impressed, and she's like relatively like unimpressed. I once had an ex-girlfriend that was not her accused me of bait and switching because I apparently wooed her with bass guitar. Yes, I can play the bass guitar a little bit. Never heard it once. Uh, it's because it's broken and I don't have an amp because <laughs> uh, I rap now. And then basically, like, right after we started dating for Real Reels, I'm like, I'm going to be a rapper now. And she's like, what? <laughs> and then I just started making rap music. 
And um, she's like, I thought I was dating a rock star. Now I'm going out with a yeah, rapper. Kind of literally happened a little bit like that. And um, at first she was not impressed. I mean, she got more impressed. But I mean, so I was kind of like, this is fucking ridiculous, man. This movie's hitting home on all of us. <laughs> um, but I think what's most important is uh, their conversation kind of looking at the validity of the poetry mm-hmm. um in it because they kind of comment like it's kind of fucking weird that some random ass old white guy canadian poet can just get like an award but honestly that's exactly what they make reference to i know that's why i said it i wrote it down i was reading okay. my notes right and simultaneously like you could have some of the illustry poetry ever and it'll never even be considered and that's kind of weird yep and like the quality of the poetry is not in question it's the culture behind the 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 poetry so um i don't know i would like i've never read canadian poetry (laughs) like i don't actually know and i I thought about that for a second i'm like for all the time i've spent studying hip-hop's poetry i might have read like four classics ever i mean the number of poems i've read outside of school is like two outside of actual music which I mean, is kind of crazy i've heard poetry books um they're definitely not my first choice but like i I'll, I'll read them if somebody like suggests it or um somebody i know wrote it or wrote something in it or you know like i read a poetry book that my boss gave me like lent me so i was like all right but i read it so i was exaggerating a bit the girl i was dating was pretty supportive of it but for a lot of years of my life motherfuckers laughed at me for being a white another white rapper especially because come on guys i know how geeky i look that's part of why i got the beard and the hair now i get it every time i get on stage just every time they all look at me like who the fuck is this and i'm in a suit that's why the channel's called behind that suit because i rap in a suit there you go Mm -hmm. if you if you caught that you know everyone else got to do it in some ama um and so when you look at how she's kind of laughing at the idea of him being a, a battle rapper, again, been there and I saw that before. But then he like realizes it's just like poetry and he does like, was he slam poet, like slam no, poetry contest crap, or something? He that does... was some bad. Oh, he does poetry. His poetry was awful. It's not great, but I mean. It was bad. Now his raps are. However, I don't remember the sequence of the scene, but I also wrote that Adam's uh, um, a, a guy who is a coward who wears no pants in his relationship. That was something else that I uh, gathered from that. I don't have a lot more to say about this little part of it. What about you? Um, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. And then we have, I feel like we go into, like, he just kind of wonders about that. And then I think that like, the next scene is um, we see him, like, in a classroom and then, like, talking to, like, a college professor. Oh, they're reading Dostoevsky. Guess what I'm reading. This is how, like, really close to home is really hit. I'm literally reading yeah, Crime and Punishment. They're doing, uh, this Who is, cares? This is, uh, brothers What's the calls? likelihood that they bring up this dude to imply pretentious honkies doing their middle class crap? Mm. And I'm literally reading the same author, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It is so good, though. The run-on sentences. Like, I literally quoted some crap on Facebook. It's so well written. It's not the same, but it's so good. But I have my own feelings on the classics. I actually think it's whack how, like, there's this timestamp where, like, nothing after, like, 1900 Everybody's Dead can be considered worth reading for kids. Huh? No, for real. What are you talking about? 
People do not like to accept new media as appropriate educational material for kids. This isn't some crap I'm making up. Maybe you don't know about this, but go look at all the stingy old ass crap we herald as the greatest crap ever. But we'll turn down higher quality. Like Shakespeare's not exactly high quality writing. It's good writing. It's, well, I mean, it was a pivotal point in like it's not English like, literature, it's, it's not history, like, blah, blah, like blah. There are plenty of better writers. Yeah. He just meant like anyway, what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'm not necessarily so going to go pick is, up a Shakespeare book, but I'll maybe go there's actually books. more value in having them read newer books with more relevant I things. I think reading a variety of things is the best. Doesn't My have whole to, point it, it can read some old is and some new. That the way the old stuff is treated by academia is mm. absolutely different than the new stuff. So if well, it just touches on different things. No, it is treated differently. One is considered to be a higher quality of material than the other by academia. This isn't just some crap I'm making up. You can go test it. Go ask people how they feel about the new materials versus the old, any subject. Yeah, but I mean, people in school, uh, linguistics. Like, teachers reference both. Do you I know think. why To Kill a Mockingbird is a classic? Because somebody forgot to file a patent on the copyright and the schools jumped on that shit. It had nothing to do with the quality of writing. That is the truth. When you look at the history... I don't think I, I mean, honestly, I haven't, I haven't yet read it's, *To Kill a Mockingbird*. But the point is, it had nothing to do with how good. I think good it's or, the story. No, I think it it's is literal and the story. You're not no? correct. The actual story for this is the person didn't file the copyright. So when copyright law went into effect, it was one of the only books they could steal and use. Okay. They didn't have to buy it. They could just print it. And it was a money-saving choice. So if To Kill a Mockingbird is heralded as a classic because of a forgotten copyright and nothing to do with the quality of writing per se, and nobody knows because people don't fucking Google shit. Like, I'm not really helping my case and proving I'm not geeky and stuff here. I completely get that. I'm really not, but it's just how it all works. So when I when I think the point being made is even in this academia, this old school shit is considered high class and dope and even in the movie they're making this point but like like the new stuff is just kind of shunned on uh, i guess maybe every now and then something will be like a pop classic everybody reads but it's not like harry potter was read in class people just jumped on that shit you know anyway i think they read it in class do they they didn't read it in class when i was in class back then well because the series hadn't finished yet Anyway, so his dad is like flexing on some crap and quotes the. But we find out that it's like the college professor oh, is his, his father dad. at like the end of the scene. Right. And like, it's kind of like, ooh, okay. But the guy's just flexing some ignorant shit and then quotes that LL retort 99% of your fans don't exist. Like, it is the cleverest thing you ever heard. And I'm like, have you not heard the spot fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker? Like, come on, even that's a fucking better start than what LL said. I'm certain LL shit's dope. Whatever. Um, his dad, that he then basically he walks up and approaches his dad uh, to go over the paper, and his dad shits on his dreams. And I'm like, yep, my dad shat on my dreams too. Anyway. His academic breakdown of humanities, you can't, and then, yeah, so he writes, his uh, view of the humanities is you can write about whatever bullshit you want as long as you can justify it. And I'm like, wow, wow, that's like an interesting, like, way to look at that whole field of study as though it's a bunch of garbage-ass drivel that, like, honestly, and, and the fact that, 
in a sense he's telling his kid yo don't worry about this real thing that you're trying to study documenting this culture legitimizing it in any way go do some fluffy crap make up something like i did comparing hip-hop to japanese samurai blah blah blahs i don't know if we find that out now but that's what we find that out at some point mm-hmm. um and then yep so we find that out. Well, it's like we find out that his father, like along with being like a professor, is also like a famous like literary critic. Yeah. And then like we kind of like see him and like you know throughout the movie whenever we see him, we kind of like like he's a bit of a schmoozer. Like he's uh, I don't know, he's kind of snotty. And then yeah, and then we have the girl. I wrote girlfriend walk. That was how I named this next part where they walk up the halls and they walk up the little campus, and she's like making fun of him, like kind of jesting poking fun about how much his dad like beat him down or whatever and i was like that's interesting because she's basically dropping bars on him in a sense and ripping at him he clearly doesn't really under get that he takes it like really personal i find and then the question a bit like what culture is he validating this misogynistic blah 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 like is that really something you want to do and i I really think that that debate is huge in hip-hop like something i try to talk about at work all the time is um how good the business lessons are in the crack dealer rappers like there's so many good business points you can learn from that like no no lies you guys can go watch any of my crack dealer rapper reviews lately where i'm going on about all the business stuff i see in it i'm like i try to explain it to people and they're like yeah but there's different risk involved and i'm like you're fucking dumb there's good business involved like are you not getting the point this is how you build shit Ah, people obviously don't because they can't see past the superficial of what's being said like is the violent lyrics is talking about mac 10s is that problematic or not and that's kind of the point of this and then she sees some black guy who looks kind of homeless sleeping on a couch wants him removed but they can't do that and then she makes a snarky ass comment about how in communism everyone will be given hygiene products yeah. Yeah, okay. The second you say communism, you're like, I don't like you anymore. Like, you just don't like her because she wants to be a communist. Now, here's the problem with communism. It's never worked. It's Why? great on paper. It just doesn't work in reality. It just won't. Oh, and then he promises earlier on he's going to go to his dad's party. I'll read to you. And then he goes to the dad's party. like. Dad's pretentious. Everything's pretentious. That's that's my first notes for this. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. He's with, Oh, and did you remember when the dad was sitting there just at the end, like flossing his deep poetic analysis with his trim beard and like 18 chicks are around him. And he's like, oh, Professor so-and-so, he's got good poetry, man. I want to suck his dick. That's kind of what I pictured okay. was, is that not what was going down with all those groupies I mean, around him? I suppose. Are you going to tell me in office hours he doesn't have a few that come on through? Well, clearly. That's what I'm trying to well, say. That's what I mean. Like he's a schmoozer. He's kind of like he's getting his dick wet with yeah. students because he's a poetry guy and he's famous. Um, anyway. And then we have like the dinner party. Like so, we go to like the spanky dinner party, and like all of these people are so snotty and awful and just like Bleh. and like they're all just like so PC and it's just like the worst. And then like they're asking him about the you know the battle and like they then they want they want him to to like insult them or like battle them which is clearly like a trap I like, just don't do it and he doesn't do it but he like in his mind like he's thinking up like all of these um but it's like he's getting annoyed because they're having one of those conversations the 
is this racist conversations, mm-hmm. which I've been privy to, where we debate the semantics of if a particular sentence said by a person is racist or not, and the reasons why it is or not through microaggression lenses. And honestly, it's kind of a interesting conversation to listen to because they're all going on about whatever. And then they're almost like mocking all the guns and stuffing hip hop. And then he starts composing lines in his head, which is kind of a cool thing that he does. And you get to like be part of his mind and they Mm -hmm. flash all the words on the screen and crap. Yep. And then uh, it's like, I wrote, gosh, the racist checking is lame and real. Because if you guys, I don't know if you've seen that, but I have been around plenty of often younger folk and this is exactly what it sounds like in the room. And I'm like, this is, fu-. you know, I get I get why some of the older folk are not feeling like as annoying as Bonnie's in. Then mm-hmm. Robert, the gay one, mocks a black lady and Adam finds this confusing as the whole chat has been about what is being racist and being said. But when Adam does, uh, sorry, when the guy, gay one does the black person voice, I mean, this is the only way I can describe it. I know it's kind of bad, but it's relevant to the point being made. Um, everyone's like, well, it's not racist because of the inherent deep connection between gays and blacks, and therefore it's totally okay to make fun of black people. Is kind of the And then point. they call him ignorant, and it's just like... And he's like... It's th- just too much. They all just sound like social justice warriors or whatever, and they're all just so white. But, and they're all just trying to call each other oh, out. Asians like, can't be racist like, because of this. Being Asians can totally be racist because just... of minorities. You know, like... and But at the end of the day... I'm sorry. How are Asians a minority? <laughs> That's a really good point. Uh, I believe Caucasian is a visible minority in Vancouver City, Canada, like the particular Vancouver City, well, which is the third biggest city in Canada. So that's fascinating. But I really think the bigger point being made in this scene is simply even when it comes to like the conversation of racist, like everybody's kind of protected more than black people. And there's always seems to be okay to make fun of black people. Even if it's to do a caricature of a, a black, sassy black woman, that's an acceptable thing if you're gay. I have a lot of comments just in general about the acceptable things thing, but I don't think it's a time or place. And I don't know if I should talk about it on camera. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so we cutting down and we go. Just the whole thing is just like a hot mess of a situation to be in. Like, I would hate it. And like, like this is clearly like a reflection of like what some people are genuinely like. Um, I just think it's awful. So then, <laughs> yeah, we jump ahead and Adam's kind of trying to write his paper mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure it out. He's trying to find a title. It's like the next day or something. And he's like really, he's really struggling to like rewrite it a few times and, and you know figure it out while eating beef jerky which is actually relevant so i wrote adam struggles to find a title gets the booking dude calls him up then his gf is there and he notably hides a real beef jerky packet and then i wrote because she's like super vegan and he's whatever. faking and then i wrote he's faking that shit for pussy oh cringy I mean, he's faking being a vegan, giving up meat to get with a girl. Come on, Adam, all the things that you've done so far. This was the most cringy I've seen. Yeah, I guess so. Then she eats the freaking beef jerky. He doesn't stop her. He lets her do it because he's afraid of getting in trouble, which actually makes you an asshole. Like, just throwing it out there. Hmm, it's amazing the things you can do with tofu. Like, you can see she's, like, super fucking sincerely just into trying to be the best version of herself she can be, even if you don't like her. 
And then the whole way through the scene, he's on the phone and he's answering both his girlfriend and promoter. He gets a call promo- from like a promoter yeah. or something. But he's trying to hide it from her and he's basically lying to his girlfriend while having everything he says answers both these people in but creepy wait, why weird is she ways. like having like a full, full blown loud conversation when she can clearly see that he's on the phone? It's like, shut the fuck up. I, Maybe that's just my opinion. I agreed with that, <laughs> but I think it would have made the scene less, obviously, less obviously, funny. Obviously, obviously, but I'm just like. And then up. when he, I really enjoyed this because he goes, "Oh, Adam." He's like, "Yeah, you just call me Adam. You use the you you say your real name because you really bought that life." And allow me to be clear: what is what is the name I use? Even on Spotify, the full three named government official because <laughs> I'm really about that life. Holding Steph and Roy, and we got it on a shirt. Uh, yep, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. I was really excited. And then, yeah, that's about all that happens there. He agrees to do the battle. And then you hear, but I got fake ID though. And then Jay Quan's TFC starts playing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't really know that I can beatbox well. And anyway, it's kind of play. And then you watch as Adam basically looks up his opponent in like the stupidest fucking scene you've ever seen as he's like cooking and he just leans back and he's typing. And I'm like, yeah, this is the absolute worst scene in the movie and it's trash. And you could have just sat there. It's just like a montage of him like preparing and like thinking of like, of weed. you know, material to Sells use in his raps. Likes his grandma. Smokes weed. He's Asian. And it's like, this is fucking like whatever. But you know what? That's all fine. It's the way he just kept reaching back and not look typing, like, a little over the top. A little not cool. And uh, he's moving on in life. He's even shitting while writing raps. And something I like to bring up is how nobody goes to take shit in movies. So, kudos. I have shat and write rap, uh, written rap. It's good to know others do that, too. I bet Ali got it right on here. Y'all have written some raps while taking a shit, too. Well, when you gotta write gotta do what you gotta do what else are you gonna do are you sitting there and play some facebook games nah drop some bars um and then it's like uh, oh my favorite scene is when she's lying there in bed and you just want to get some you, you go over for a little cuddle or she has like her sleep mask on and everything it's just relatable like, nope this is just currently relatable. Sometimes it's just a nope moment, okay? I think every man out there has nope moments with her. And what are we supposed to do? We say yes, dear, because you're the best and nobody wears the pants in the relationship. It's just um, no pants. Then we cut to Adam at the event. And he walks in and there's these two dudes who are, in fact, probably battle rappers. And that's why they're there. But I'll be completely honest. You have no fucking idea who they are. And they're roasting him. But they're relevant because they're kind of like pop up and they're definitely like contenders at the end. Of oh, like those the are the movie. two guys? Yes. Oh, it's fucking guys they murk at the end? Yeah. I completely missed that. Anyway, so he missed them and they're going at them and they're just making fun of them. And you know what was really... Colored people time. Allow me to be clear. Hip hop time. When he walked in and they're like, what are you fucking doing here? Okay. I had my face on the freaking flyer of an event. Sometimes you'll see it depending on where the camera's at in some of our videos. I keep it on the door. I thought it was cool. So I am the literal host of the event with my face on the flyer. It is the only face on the flyer. I am at the event in a suit, having the guy on the flyer in a suit, keep in mind. It's me and a dude in Montreal and whatever. I walk into the back because I may have smelled something delightful and I wanted to go backstage too and be cool. And I figured, I'm on the flyer. I can go. And they looked at me like, who are you? 
I had to literally pull up the freaking Facebook thing to show them I'm the freaking guy on the flyer before they let me come in. However, the same dude came at me after and said, I respect the fact that you did your thing with no hype, man. Because I don't know about your cities, but our city has sometimes the problem where next thing you know, eight guys are on the stage and you're like, who's the rapper? <laughs> yeah. So even like the way they mistreated him as the camera guy and just looked at him. And I like to, so what I like about this movie is how honest all the prejudice is thrown in all it's, directions. Yeah, it's true. And then um, Che Corleone comes in and... He's like the troublemaker du jour. So allow me to be clear. There was a long time where the number one reason I got into rap was to secure vagina. Now, I wasn't compromising my integrity to do it, but I figured if I could get girls by rapping, that's fucking easy. And it turned out I was right. It is not that hard if you rap to convince girls you're ambitious enough to date in some way or another. Just saying. And then I thought about the most significant moment of this scene. But like he asked him to be like his wingman. Yep. And he's like, bro, look at the great turnout. There are two girls here. And I'm like, that is a good turnout for a local rap show. Two single chicks? <gasps> Holy crap. It's sausage fest city for days, man. Even having one girl in the room that's not attached to a guy is freaking good sometimes. Because, yo, yeah, I mean, some events, sure, there's some ladies who come through. But I'm talking, like, most events, it's, like, guys. See if guys and a couple of girlfriends. Tangent. I went to a, a show on Friday night. It is a couple of days ago. Who cares what date it is now? <laughs> it's September 4th. But anyway, I went to a show on, on my past Friday that was like eight female MCs. That was it. No guys were booked. It was like whatever. All the girls came with their girl posses. There was like eight guys in the room. Most of them were boyfriends and a few of them worked the place. And I'm like, I am the only single guy in the room not like single but like without a the only one i have never been at a rap event where it's just women everywhere yeah it's pretty cool fun tip for you single dudes out there go support <laughs> your local women rappers and watch how your life changes yeah i mean if you're single if you're not single talk to your girlfriend I mean, your first and get some permission change. um but that's on you and then it's very funny how Adam's like, I bet you wanted me to go take the fat one. And he's like, fuck no. I want that booty. And I'm like, my brother. <laughs> I'm like, hells yeah. And then Adam's like, oh, wow. And then the skinny white girl's like, ah, and like licking her tongue and shit at Adam. It is fucking gross. And it's just weird. And I'm like, that was everything about that was real too. I was kind of like, all that made sense. But... We've been introduced to our next fr friend in the posse, mm -hmm. Mr. Che Corleone or whatever. Yep. Um, and then... Uh, we, then we find out that the woman like oh, that he's hitting on is actually one of the rappers and knows all all about him and how he has lost the last three rap battles. And so she's just kind of like, <laughs> like sh shutting him down hard. Emasculates. Yeah, and just like really like destroys him. Like it's like almost like a battle. And um, she's clearly like a fan and definitely involved, and he she should have like he should have paid more attention um, at other events. So what we're learning here is women are as underestimated in this game as honkies, mm -hmm. and I think it's amazing that they included a female battle rapper to come in and prove some shit. Yeah. All right. 
so and then the, the first event that. comes in, and as we talked, you know, what do you go? What do you white people call it? Color time or whatever? I don't know. Like what they were. I don't remember what I'm not allowed to say. I couldn't remember what the actual. Yeah, because uh, white people call it uh, running on hip hop time, and that's exactly and like when the white hose comes in. Dirt nasty comes in and goes. It's hip hop, and I'm like, sorry, I was uh, sorry, I'm late. Running on hip hop time. What's amazing is that. For I have certain songs I like to wake up to in the morning for a while, and for a very long time, Bonnie had the pleasure of of hearing, um, what's his name, Jack Nicholson go like something about your queer party friends, and then Mr. Dirt Nasty be like, I gotta go change like it was nineteen eighty. So I like pretty happy. That's the first thing you hear every day screaming. Currently, it's "Die for the Government" by Anti Flag. It's just as bad. It's amazing. It's all terrible. In fact, it's better because it wakes me up more. But uh, Dirt Nasty's there, and I had to say, like, that's pretty incredible to see Dirt Nasty, and we will get another member of the Three Locos rap group showing up in a little bit, which got me also excited because we are farmers. Bum, bum, bum. Anyway, if you know what I'm talking about, cool. If you don't, I'm geeky. That's my excuse. Anyway, so all of a sudden, um, we have oh, his name is Donnie Narco. I forgot that Riff Raff's name, not Riff Raff, Riff Raff's. Anyway, I forgot that Dirt Nasty's name is Donnie Narco. That's hilarious. So he's fucking the most wigger ass wigger you ever seen with the chains, which is funny because I bet that's the actual criticism that Dirt Nasty's probably gotten throughout his career. Um, anyway, he's got like some of like the best lines, and then he's like Adam Merkham, which is a really good name. He really should have gone with Adam Merkham. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, and he's like, whatever. And then Donnie Narcos, just Adam, okay, he'd be on that Cher, Ronaldo, Roseanne type vibe again. This is all ingenious. Um, I feel you play, and I just like it because I remember when I may have sounded a little more like him than I would like to admit at this older age in my life. Um, anyway, so Prospect, uh, who is apparently dumb, found dead, which is a, a real battle rapper, obviously, um, goes through his thing, like, who the fuck sent me up with his little homo? This kid, look, he should it's be doing good. Disney promos. He looked like he loved es- writing essays, which is, you know, get it, essays. Mm-hmm. Like a prison chulo. I'm like, oh, his yearbook photo looked like the bitch from the Wendy's logo. That was funny. Anyway, it's fine. You know, he just does some shit like, I'll die for Trump. He looked like Conan O'Brien's son. You know, just fine. And he goes on through. The best line is, you probably get into fights like, let me, Adam. Actually, his butler be fighting for him like, let me, Adam. And let's be real, that is the funniest fucking bar in this entire verse that he drops. I feel like I'm going to say the best line in this one is, motherfucker, hold the irony. You look like Ron Weasley, but you sound like Hermione. That was pretty good. But it's not it's, it's not quite the let me, Adam with the butler line. Good. I mean, that was well done, but I liked I liked the Harry Potter reference. Uh, anyway, and then Adam comes in and he's he's kind of describing, you know, he's trying to tactifize, you know, wow, Virginia Tech, it's offensive, blah, blah, blah. Did like, he, he, like, as, like, you know, Prospect was going through, um, Adam, like, you could see he was, like, trying to, like, put, like, retort, like, retorts? Is that, yeah, yeah. Is that the right word? Retorts back, like, in his mind, but, like, it just, like, when it, he opened his mouth, like, the shit just didn't make sense when he was coming well, out. Well, Adam, it's, it's just not that, it's. We'll get into why it didn't work, but Adam came in and he rapped at them. I can't believe this guy's up here talking about Virginia Tech. That's offensive to the victims and their families. Why are you disturbing the dead? It just didn't rhyme or anything no, it or did. sound good. It's just weird. 
Yeah. It's like, what are you, what are you saying? Like, like your whole point is he was offensive. It's like you're almost complimenting him for making an. You, you, he broke down the bar, and almost explained why it's a good bar. I think that's fucking funny. Mm. All right. Yeah. And but he did it unintentionally. You need to stop. If I had a Disney promo, that means I pop. You kind of remind me of a D in Disney. You look like a G, but you're not. I don't get that. Is is there? Yes, I get it. But is the D in Disney not a D? It's a D, but it just does not like for like ten years, like my first ten years of living, watching all of the Disney movies. I had twelve years. I don't know. I don't know when I actually was like, that's a fucking D. Like it just doesn't look like like you were when you were a kid. Maybe I'm telling you, and you didn't even realize. But like it just looks. Oh, it's the music sign thing. Ah, you know what? I never thought it was a D until just now. I see see it. I never saw the D until. That's a good bar. I guess just weirdly placed. Like I got in what this it. thing. Um, yeah, and then he, you see, Adam has these two folders pop up, which is his decision-making process. Whatever, racist, and he just clicks on racist and he goes in. Because um, well, I think his whole intention was that he was. He he intended um, to steer clear of like the racist bars yeah, and to like, not be like just play like the Asian card. Now here's the thing I want to touch on: there is absolutely a way to probably do what Adam intended to do, but when it didn't work, he just said, "Fuck it." I do have a puppy in my bag. I'm delivering your takeout. You know, you you told Asian you can use a piece of string as an eye mask, and we watch movies on your iPad. It looks like an eye max. And you're like that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking funny pronouncing your um when he's just like his bonsai. He'll take a little cut from the trees or whatever he does. Nobody knows what you're saying when you do that voice. I they know what I'm saying <laughs> because they saw the fucking movie, <laughs> so they know what the fuck I'm talking about because everyone quoted that line later on. They do. I'm hoping. <laughs> you talk about killing people in your rounds act like you have real homies. It's like anime girl pillows. Stop pretending they're real bodies. And I'm mm. like, oh, shit. Yeah. I know people who have those pillows. I mean, um, the King John Un doesn't mean you're ill, son. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's a good line. Racist boot yeah. But and he was, <laughs> it was pretty fucking good. Um, anyway, and then he just kind of makes fun of him. And then he goes, because you don't really know what you're fucking with. Like you had a one night stand in Thailand. And that was actually I. And he just goes, faggot. And you're like, oh, like hell. I, I often even question saying it in the podcast. I mean, I'm willing well, to I defend. I don't think it's something that like you say. Let, let me know. be clear. I will no. happily reference it's, that word. It's kinda. not a word that's used often. But, but I also liked when he's rapping. I liked oh, whatever dirt nasty or whatever. Um, I just thought host. I have no idea who this guy was. Dirt nasty. Um, like he had hilarious lines. Uh, like as he's like as Adam was rapping, he had um. Amazing lines such as ha, white people and <laughs> and then he, he laughs and he goes ha, privilege like it's just like it's fucking hilarious it's like the best part like uh, he, he only has like a few lines but they're amazing. however what he's doing is really intelligent mm-hmm. he's breaking down the one word like why this fucking works because people are so fucking basic that oh a joke about privilege I get it and that's it that's the end of it and you're like oh okay. So his commentary, like, well, hilarious. It was one of the, all of their commentary. Like, Charlemagne does it some of the best later on. But, like, all of this is kind of, like, 
it's really funny commentary but i do think it serves the greater good or greater point of pointing out this is kind of the mindset of what the people watching about and this is again foreshadowing shit they talk about later on but the fact that they layered the movie like that and you can catch all these hidden things the whole way through is pretty dope plus the like for the sake because it's a movie review the cinematography is really well shot I don't know how to describe a lot, but there's cool flashy zoomy things that do a lot. And there's a couple of nice animations and more or less everything looks pretty. That's not all cinematography. I don't even know how to describe <laughs> this crap. So what I'm trying to say is the, yes. the movie was well made from a logistical point of view. And that's the end of my production stuff. Isn't it cinematography? Isn't that yeah, the but process like, those are, like, of the special effects like, and there are, filming more to and it. the shots? I was describing all of those things. Okay. All of the things that you were saying is the more to it. I was included. I don't mean that literally. Okay, all right. Even costume right. designs and the choice of music yes. and all of it. And then we uh, we cut a little bit to Divine right in the – or no, is the bar after? Yeah, the bar comes in. So we cut mm-hmm. to the bar. And uh, I thought this was the most interesting conversation, one of the most in the movies. And Adam on his end is all – concern with not being perceived as a racist but he gave because you know i have to also say like you know when he was you know rapping and or rap battling um he like he he didn't intend on being racist but like it's kind of what the audience wanted what they expected like they're like okay there's an asian guy going against a redhead all right all right like we kind of know what's gonna you know like there was already like the harry potter references and everything else um and wendy's and everybody else that's redhead um and now it's you know you just do what's obvious so i think that's kind of what they were expecting and so he was able to give it to them however what i think is is the most interesting about the scene um is basically that the whole conversation is there's two conversations happening there's the one that uh che is trying to have with adam kind of saying yo it's kind of weird that no matter what happens all the time everybody has to go to the racist jokes i mean at least you were korean and you you were like a little bit better than the average chinese ching ching stuff oh, i shouldn't use that i don't know if that was bad if you're offended i don't know if that's in the same word well, I just, but that's what he's like describing it you're so like i just don't know what the line is i know i can't drop an n-bomb on this podcast but i can basically say all the other words and still survive so i really don't know where the line is and if i do offend somebody it is not my intention we're talking about sensitive shit um i'm self-aware at least uh so what is fascinating is that he's kind of being like dude i don't really like the fact that at the end of the day everything is just about how asian i am and i liked it like you know he also says like you know he really he definitely wants to oh like, it's let not shay it's the other guy it's prospect that's saying this i'm confused, yeah, yeah, this is confused. Prospect. um because he's talking to him and saying like oh i just want you know like you were saying like i just want you to know i'm not really racist like blah 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 and then he replies to him in, in korean, korean calling, and be- him calling him like yeah yeah racist you're really piece racist of shit. <laughs> and i thought that was incredible because i and spent- he's just like oh yeah like he has no idea what he said <sighs> i spent so many years being that Oh, I'm not racist, but black people is, and Chinese people that, and women this, but I, you know, you you might not think you're racist, which is the point of it, but if what you're saying is perpetuating hateful stereotypes, then perhaps what you're doing is not not racist. I would just like to, to quote a line from the musical Avenue Q, everyone is a little bit racist. 
and that's that's all I have to say about that. And I would say that in a racist tone. But the I thing is, is that I can relate to the denial that comes from trying to fight off the notion that you could be racist. Like Adam doesn't see himself as racist because in his mind, this is battle rap, so it's allowed. And so, yeah, yeah, that's just the act. This is the me behind it. But meanwhile, the guy receiving those battle raps is going, you racist piece of shit. Like, what you're saying is really racist. Mm -hmm. It might be allowed, but is it? And then Shake brings a girl over, and the girl's like, I like, and he goes, I liked your battle rapping. And again, this is to further the point of the types of people that they're dealing with, right? And no, she's like, like a groupie girl. And then she's like, I like when you make fun of him for being Asian and then grabs his dick and kind of implies she's now into willing to try some skinny white boys. And then Che explains to Adam how to Mac and Adam gets a call and rudely leaves everyone. However, that girl did not move like she was. She was like a cat that had decided she's sitting down in a place and you can't move the cat. I don't mean that to explain like vaginas. I mean literally her cats will sit in places and not move and they're stubborn. And I was like, how dense can you be, woman? Is it like whenever <laughs> dense. basically watch this. Nobody can see the phone in my hand. That's how people treated Adam like the whole freaking movie. It was really weird. Um so then uh Che yeah, Che explains how to Mac it is that was really funny. But again, I also kinda empathize with not macking in moments where you should have because if my hindsight I may have had a few more moments like that happened in my life that I misplayed because I was being dumb. As in I didn't even be I wasn't even aware of the fact that girl was throwing herself at me kind of thing. Mm-hmm and i was dumb then adam rudely leaves everyone because i mean i say rudely because here's the thing if you're with this group of people and your girl calls send her a text be like yo i'll get back to you shortly but no it's yeah like, but we are we already like know what this girl's like she wouldn't take that as like but here, an answer but it doesn't make it as rude right it's like yo adam like you it, it's showing that this is a priority oh my god i have to answer her right away Ugh. Fuck out of here. He's whipped is what it is. So then... My, but then sound- he goes out and, like, every guy that, like, comes up to him to, like, to, um, like, tell him, like, a good job for what he's done. Like, he is jumpy. Like, he is, like, scared. And, and- but, like, to be fair, like... Some of the guys like come out of nowhere and they're like yelling in his what face. I, but what I love about it is that they use the movie, the cinematography, yep. to create tension. But that tension is Adam's perspective. So it is this like how he sees it being conveyed that so you're supposed to feel the, yo, bro, that was some of the sickest bars you ever spit. Like it's just like weird the way like I mean I get the like the the point of like how it's shot and like that these black guys are just like coming up out of nowhere ah, and he has to be I mean, scared all the time but oh, like and somewhere in the middle of all that we have Divine who's like rapping a little bit mm-hmm. and it's fine it's good I don't think there's any bars in there I thought were good mm. uh, and then it cuts over I believe to the library well his, well, his girlfriend um, he's in trouble with his tight ass girlfriend for not being around is what it is oh. and then he and then he goes to the library and he's Skyping and he's with Ben Grimm a Skype call with Ben at the library and he, they discover at that point he's been invited down to LA for the weekend and he just kind of like 
is in the library. And what's really funny is that everyone's people in the library. Nobody's actually reading. But everyone's mad at him for being loud while they're playing a poker game while like, everybody's sleeping. sleeping. And it's just like what? And they're all mad at him for being disturbing people on a Skype call, which is kind of funny. Um, I would also say there's a cat in the library, which is super cute. Every library should have at least one cat. And then um, he's just like, I'm lying to my girlfriend about this battle rap thing, and you're like. Okay, I don't know why I had to tell everybody that. <laughs> and then Ben's probably like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yep. And uh, then they go through the N-word conversation where Ben is just like, don't patronize me. Just say the damn word. Upon which, if any of y'all say that to me, I'm going to not say the damn word because it does not matter if you personally think I can say it. What matters is that it's a stupid idea for me to stay, say it at this point in time due to the history and context of the word. Facts. I know what N-word means. I have to kind of contextualize it. I don't know how else to describe this particular word. But I think that by coding it, you add this layer of understanding that I'm not permitted to say that word for a lot of good reasons, mm -hmm. of which I don't think I need to explain to anybody. And if I do, well, we can do that not here and now. And he just, he just starts saying it, man. He just says it a whole bunch. And oh, back in that first scene when Adam and Ben meet, he's just like, if you want to say it, there's better ways to say it, you know? Yeah. And you're just kind of like, oof. Yeah. I don't, like Adam obviously doesn't really want to say that at one point, but he's kind of eager. And he starts saying it. And then he looks around first. Are there any black people here? Are there any black people here? Turns out that behind his little computer, there was a black person who was not so thrilled about Adam saying it. You know what the worst part is? Is instead of Adam having the respect to be like, look, I'm sorry if that offended you. This is what's going on. I know it's not conventional. Please be forgiving and don't beat the fuck out of me. Yep. He runs away. Like just cowardly like while yeah. on the Skype call. And you're like, what do you, what do you? It, and, and you know what? I think Ben at one point is like, are you trying to learn how to use it in battle raps or something? Like, I don't know if he says it now or later on, but it really does sound like Adam is just trying to learn the appropriate ways he could one day use the word. And if you look at it from like an outsider perspective, it's fucking weird. Like if we think back to just mm -hmm. that white girl who dropped it in Mad City, I had so many conversations about that after yeah. and people are like... Blah, 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 it's in the song. It's really not hard. What is it? Man's down. Where are you from? Fuck who you know, where are you from, ma? Is that fucking hard, people? Come on. Anyway, cut to the vegan place. Yep. <laughs> They're in like this, yeah, so Adam and his girlfriend are in like the next scene and they are at this like super hippy-dippy restaurant um, sitting on the floor. She's obviously loving it. Um, it's terrible. And there is like, I mean, I've been to places like that before. It's, I mean, they're hit or miss. Um, I mean, not, not necessarily for me. Um, but um, yeah, so then like this like hippie dreaded girl comes over um, and like, you know, she's like, do you want to get like a juice? And then like, so she orders this juice, but she changes like all of the ingredients. So it like, changes to this and changes to this. And it's just like, she's like, oh yeah, cool. Really dope. Wow. Cool. Um, and it's just like, the worst part is she really is the freaking dreads and yeah, everything. Like she's like a hundred percent into like everything. That she she looks at. like the kind of person who's so like that. She doesn't smoke weed. 
No, no, that girl did not smoke pot, in my she opinion. She probably has hemp in, in her hair. Yes, but does not consume the marijuana in the fun way. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so this is the point where, I mean, he's just trying to, like, you know, that he uses this restaurant as, like, like, she, she realizes that, like, this is, like, kind of, like, a setup. She's like, what do you want? Like, this is, like, too, too nice. Like, this is my birthday or whatever. Yeah, it's like, this, like, there's, like, you know, what I feel like the normal, a normal person would be like, oh, my God, did you cheat on me? Like, she's pissed off like that. And then he's like, no, he confesses to having done the rap battle. And that's so much worse than if he had just cheated on her, practically. Like, she's just so pissed. She's like, I can understand you cheating on me. You're a privileged white guy, but battle rapping? But you know what it was? You know why she was mad? You did the one thing Behind we explicitly her back. agreed you wouldn't do. Now, here's the thing. You might look at her and be like, woman, you basically told him you must not do this and did not give him a choice. Mm-hmm. But what did Adam do? He agreed, okay? He didn't have the boss. She simultaneously told him to fight, stand up against his dad, and then took her beat down. Now, whose fault is that? Did she, she's just waiting for a real man that's going to stand up for her and put her in her place. And she's trying to coach him into being that man. Yeah, okay. that's how I... No, I really believe that's the case. Because if you listen to her words and not her tone, as we'll see later on, mm-hmm. when you watch the movie the second time, it actually really... She's right. Nothing she says... Is actually that dumb? There is some no, ignorance. No, no, no. She, I don't think she's dumb. What I mean is, from like a malicious point of view, she's right. Nothing like even when she's questioning this, when he goes and drops the colonial argument on her. And what I loved about that was the importance of semantics, because when you're dealing with these fucking people, it is so important to be semantically yep. correct. That it's stupid how much they are, because nobody else that they're talking about is, and it's fucking weird. So he drops the colonialism on them. Like he's he, like it's just cute, like the way that like he's like like this no is this word no and he's like colonialist yeah and then um so i love his adherence to that and basically he he plays her own game he and he tricks her but what he's essentially doing is he's tricking her into going to some kind of an event like it's this romantic couple-y thing instead of just being like babe you're not gonna like this but i really want to do this you know so there's ways to approach it like Mm -hmm. sometimes you have conversations with your significant other when you're like this is really important to me and even if you don't like it well we're 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 gonna i'm gonna do it anyway and she might not like it and she has every choice to be like fuck you i'm out and then sometimes she's still sitting there doing podcasts with you two and a half years later. Just Somehow. Saying. I'm talking about the <laughs> podcast part. It's been even longer for the other parts. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh-huh. Anyway. So then um, she's like, okay, do me and explain your battle rights. And if then- you love me, Adam, if you love me, you'll insult me with a rhyme is her exact line. I thought that was very cute. And then he composes something like, you're so fucking perfect. Yeah, so the first one, she really likes it, and, you know, and then, like, she thinks that she wants more. She's like, wow, that was so well done, and blah, 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 blah. And then the second one, he's like, like, he's kind of changed. But it's like... he goes really hard and insults her and really upsets her, and she just walks out. (laughs) But it's honestly, like, as 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 a person, like... How how could you? I mean, I get how because it's clear, but like, she basically got this nice little and then he just fucking like set her up nicely. There was no ramp up. There was there was no nothing. It was just smack you in the face. Yeah. And then like the dreaded girl comes over and like makes him leave. 
But he decides, oh, it's okay. She asked me to insult her. I was just practicing battle raps. Like, see if I were to do you. And then he goes in on her, and you're like, yep. dude, dude, shut Read the. the circumstance. And it was personal. That yep. was the problem with both of it. It's like he went in, and he made it personal. And this is more relevant to clearly some stuff later on. But upon the second refle- reflection, I think that's the difference between like just the way he approaches it like you can i could diss bonnie right now and keep it far away from who she is you so awesome that it's hard to be around you see what i'm talking about right there anyway we move on to the shitty roach motel oh yeah so the next scene like they're in um la and at this nasty hotel it's gross like there's like somebody peeing there's like roaches there's like somebody like shooting up like it's obviously like exaggerated but there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, so um, Adam's girlfriend meets the whole squad and then... More importantly, Divine. And he approaches her um, to like... Oh, it's so incredible that you're changing gender norms in that the You're doing this as a woman and in, in like a male My vagina don't spit rhymes. And I'm like, like what is woman? Be, like, and it's true. Like, like that's how you shut down like one of these like, extreme feminist type people. It's like, it's like you're like it. My vagina has nothing to do with this. Like, it's just like her being but powerful. But again, and... Maya really appreciated the argument enough to consider it. Yes, of course. But like she was shut down because she was like, no. And then Adam kind of leaves her to go with everybody to see what's up. Okay, fine. And we find out that Che met Tinder Girl so he doesn't show up on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically they go to this grungy venue. And one of the most it's significant really close, things yeah. that we're going to hear is uh, Ben Grimm's breakdown of bullshit promoters and how it's all about the money. It's not really about putting a show. They put them up against lame-ass nobodies. And that's kind of the point of what this show is, is to show off what a bullshit promotion squad is. That's why Andy Milakinis is the fucking promoter. Bullshit sleazy guy. Um, Freddie Hustle. Andy Milakinis. Is, is his um, name in this. And he's just, like, ridiculous. He's just, like, it's He really is funny. 42 years old, okay? That is what you need to know about Andy Milakinis. He is an old guy. Well, um, he's middle-aged. But he does definitely looks like a 12-year-old. So the problem with promoters is often promoters don't give a fuck about a show. And that is a huge problem in Montreal because there's no... Well, it's clearly a problem everywhere. That's what they're referencing and everybody's going to get it. But this is, again, one of those ones I can relate to personally because there's a reason you don't see a whole lot of live footage from me. And it's not because I'm not a talented MC. And it's also not because of opportunity. If I wanted to go and spend money... I could go right ahead and perform all sorts of places, but I'm not going to lie to you. It feels like paying for sex. (laughs) If you're paying to perform, okay, if you're young and you're trying to get a couple of shows in for some real experience, we all all do it at this point. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit not proud that I paid a couple of times to perform, but I, I honestly thought I would resell those 10 tickets that they offered me for 50 bucks until I learned that you can't sell those 10 tickets Mm. and even if you sell those tickets those people don't come to the show so you sell all these tickets and then people come up to the show to see you pay at the door but you don't really get that money either and then look at the end of the day i don't want to talk anything about any specific promoters because there are promoters in montreal that are actually good people 
Mm-hmm. However, a lot of promoters in Montreal are basically pimps and rappers as their hoes. That's the truth of the situation. And I believe that's kind of the way that they're looking at it. Except, unlike Montreal, I'm like, bad rappers get paid? Now, I understand that in Montreal, it's like people put up cash and it's like gambling. Whoever wins gets the, gets the bag. Right. You put it up and that's what it is. So, I don't have enough money for that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I like that Andy Malakin is, he's in the group Three Locos with Dirt Nasties there and being Friday Hustle, and it just kind of... Like, and he's like, he really is like the host of hosts, like he's just, he looks like... The sleazy ass <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's something about the glasses and the shirt. What's good, y'all? It's your host, Freddie Hustle, and we about to get it cracking for the inaugural event of Freddie Hustle. Ent- and that's the point: is everybody that promotes is like fucking all doing hustling. it? No, but it's more than the hustle part. It's that there are a bunch of nobodies who don't know how to fucking promote. There are a bunch of people on their first year. Of, look, look. I can't go into specifics. I just can't because I have to be with these people and I have to work with them and I'm not talking shit and pissing people off. But there are too many things I've seen that I could talk to some promoters. If you are a promoter in Montreal and you want some genuine advice on how to get people with money to show up to your show, we can have a real conversation. Not even for me to perform because chances are I'm going to want to see you pull it off before I'm that interested. Um, But I'll start writing. Then there's some comedian guy who's actually played by conceited the rapper and um who, who's the first battle shit uh there's a few of them is the first well the first battle that takes place is megatron no the, yeah the, megatron versus mc goggles but that's like a different oh like, that's, that's something else further. yeah and then there's i don't know some guy this little comedian dude is battling whatever and then there's this groom who's battling oh, they no. all kind of seem like they're not that great and then there's the guy who's battling adam i believe is like oh i can't even do it so i think the first one's battling che or whatever prospect or one of those two first guy or whatever and then there's the choke artist i make him double up in the middle like a tummy tuck shoddy blows cut so that's a stomach pump stomach pump stomach pump wait i got it stomach <laughs> it's fucking funny but it's cute because it's obviously like what he does and then um the right racist guy comes in and he's like bad i'll probably lift him off his feet if i am my glock and that's the first time a black guy will get raised by pops and you're like "Ooh, that's not good but the point is is that white racist guy is the most sounding like adam of everybody that's actually there and Hmm. you're supposed to make that connection think about the shit adam was saying when he raps right That's true. Is it really that different than this white racist guy? The only difference is, is that this white racist guy, he's kind of okay with it. Yo, what's up? It's battle rap. I mean, we'll get to that a bit later <laughs> on. But Adam, I don't see a difference, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, then the groom, who's played by Roan. I'm pretty sure that's the guy who I was talking about that battled the big T guy. Anyway, and then he's like, mm-hmm. I just want you to be my boo, okay? I even got you this boo, okay? You like guns? We can go shopping together. I'll buy my boo, okay? And I was just like, this is good. This is lame. He's proposing her. But even when Divine first sees him in the suit, it's like she just realized this guy's here to battle me. He's not even going to take me seriously. It's just yeah. going to be this bullshit, you know? And you see her and Prospect start to have a little little bond that they have going on. Um, I don't know. But they're sick of the stereotypes. And then everybody keeps going on through and racist guys being racist and the comedian guys trying to be whatever. And then they flip it to the other one and Che just like smacks him and, and 
kind of makes a nice line about other comedians who killed themselves. Divine Rights looks like, fuck weddings at our funeral. It's fucking all right. <laughs> Adam's like, whatever. His line's boring. Ben Grimm's like, you a racist. His line's my favorite of this whole battle. So you want to talk that racist shit? I know your girl and I'm pimping that thought. It's a reverse slavery action. I'll put your bitch on the block. And I'm like, <sighs> That's fucking fire. That's a fuck back. There's like really good lines. Like, and the, um, the, uh, Alex Larson is the writer. So I just wondered if he like wrote like all of the lines or if they were written by like or with Eminem or if like anybody well, I, else helped I mean, out. Like, well, I mean, all of the rappers that you see in, I don't know about the main, I don't know about Adam, but like everybody else is an actual battle rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, then, I, I don't know. I just think it's cool. I'm pretty sure MC, uh, I don't know who MC Garth is. Either way. Allow me to be abundantly fucking clear. If somebody ever threw my glasses down like that, I don't know if I'd run away. I would yeah, be very angry, and I can assure you of one thing. What are you talking about? I would absolutely want my money. You'd owe me the money for my glasses, and we would figure that shit out. Because we would figure that shit out. Because you ain't fucking up some shit that costs a like hundred, whatever. Just because he comes to bow rap. I get it. It's for the movies yeah. to point it in. And like this is, he's talking about like Megatron versus MC. Megatron. Um, Megaton, not Megatron. Oh, I thought it was Megatron. Anyway. Megatron, I think, is a transformer. Fuck, I'm not so even So why couldn't he be that? Megaton. Hmm. Like, anyways. Anyway. Um, anyways, he just goes too hard on him and just, like, stomps his glasses and basically makes him run away. And, like, they all kind of agree that that's not right. Like, that's not what you need to be doing. You don't want to be, like, hurting people. How it? It's just more like when he's like, bitch, hip-hop was meant for minorities. It's never been for you geeky asses. Matter of fact, what are these little fucking reading glasses you need for your English class, man? Give me that shit, man. I'll stomp these into pieces and fragments and you can keep them and you can ha- he can have this. And you can complete your dream of being this genius math wiz because everything you see is in fractions. Now get the fuck out of you, little fucking dweeby. I don't know. It was pretty. I like his. I have to he give this definitely goes hard. Disaster's delivery, I'll enjoy. Even the beginning part, like, you little squirmy reddit blogger, another Eminem imposter refers to Elton John as the second father, Bob Saget, uh, Moranis, Kelly, Osborne, white trash, genetic monster, probably conceived in the back of a Led Zeppelin car. And it's just like, woof! He's got this intensity and this domineering personality and all of that goodness, but like, all I'm saying is, you fucked up the kid's glasses. That hit me personal like you don't do that because glasses are not cheap well also i mean it's like you wouldn't like if somebody was like you know deaf or something you wouldn't just like rip out their you know their hearing aids or something and like you just don't do that yeah it's the same sort of thing and then um basically uh i think we're gonna we're gonna end it up real soon because it's getting <laughs> late on our end and our neighbors might hit us um but <laughs> if this, they don't already the last thing i'd like to touch on before we like call it quits and finish up later mm-hmm. um we're halfway through my notes is uh the m debate um so we have to first of all yeah. acknowledge who the executive producer of this movie is yes and of all of the things i find corny that eminem has done in the last year like rapping incessantly about his career which is not cool this conversation almost makes me completely respect it all like you know what the conversation he allowed to have about Eminem's place in hip hop here was was really cool. Yep. So and very honest, I think. Especially because Adam walks over to the guys as they're kind of maybe discussing their favorites. I was like, Eminem's the greatest battle rapper ever. And then, oh fucking, obviously white guys gonna think that. And here's the thing. I was once the white guy who thought that. And the more we studied hip hop, I'm not gonna lie. 
A Sea Alone's A Book of Human Language is an example of an album that made me reconsider how good Eminem actually was. Because maybe the bars aren't as witty in the battle rappy perspective, but the concept of the album blew my mind. And there's just a lot of examples of that we've come across where it makes you go, is M the Great? I don't listen to Eminem's music anymore. Honestly, outside of reviewing albums, if a song comes on random, okay, I'll play it. But I find I have less and less songs on my playlist and that maybe without pissing off all the stands out there, um, I don't really see anybody listening to Eminem's music in the above 22 age group. That's my anecdotes. I don't well, know about anywhere I mean, else. I listen to, I guess, still like a few, you know, maybe like more than a handful of his songs regularly but like I still how listen regular to i hear your stuff it's not like you really bumped at eminem all that often it's not on my playlist i've got eminem on stuff like i listen to it barely mm, I, I mean i skip some of them there are some that I, i'm like but that's I'm the sick point of listening to, but this... there are some that are just always going to be great i agree but do you want to listen to them regularly yeah i do which ones Hold on, I can't think. Do you see my point? Superman and. When was the last time you listened to Superman? Probably yesterday. Okay. Honestly, I was able to name it. Here's the thing: I still know like half his catalog by heart. By the way, Coney Sparks and I had a little conversation. He's all like, "I was surprised that white kid could spit so hard." I'm like, "Dude, we all studied Eminem. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me?" We all know all of Eminem, all of these songs. Like, there's so many songs yeah. that I could still rap word for word because that's what we do. We studied Shady. Um, but that's why we think Shady's the shit. That's why so many of us just believed he was the greatest because let's be real. If you do not study hip-hop culture, like, I don't know, review 100 fucking classic rap albums and let me know if you still think Eminem is the great. And if Eminem is maybe eight of those classic albums, it's pretty incredible how maybe you end up not thinking Eminem is quite the goat that you thought he was. Not to say he's not the GOAT or whatever. Well, he definitely has some but amazing he, songs. But It's more that I've been exposed to so much other kinds of amazing yes. that it's hard to look at Eminem as the only amazing thing or as amazing because yeah. there are ways that people are... He's amazing are, for what he is. Exactly. And, you know, for the time and when, it, when he came out. And, and I think this is kind of the point that Adam is missing is what we're talking about here mm-hmm. is the whole other part of that conversation. Now, hear me out because you almost have to say this on the internet. Eminem is an insanely crafty, talented lyricist without fail. Yeah. Eminem is one of the greatest to ever touch anything in terms of who he is. Don't yeah. even get me wrong. However, the the part where I'm forced to put a caveat because stands are out there and are going to just come at me because I might not say M is my favorite rapper anymore is fucking ridiculous. The, the, the dedicated you're allowed to change your opinion but the dedicated negative ignorance in the stands pisses me off because it's mm-hmm. sad to me and honestly the way adam approached it is kind of like a stand but when the racist walked over and it's like yo m's one of the best way better than any of these black guys and you can see how adam was all like yeah ceo i don't want to be affiliated with him but the truth but like th- the, the racist guy he's he calls out the racist like the racist rappers and he points out to people uh that he makes fun of everybody so he has to be inclusive and that's why he's racist towards black that people, is some racist fighting bull- for equality but then all of like the black guys are like oh yeah like, no it makes sense. no i think actually what i wrote is 
then the black guy praises him and whatnot with the intent of i think he's like oh this is what's gonna piss him off if all of a sudden i start praising him the last thing he wants is to impress a black guy supporting him. you know that's how i took that part maybe i'm wrong i just thought it was funny like it but, was just like a ridiculous like okay but the sure, black guy kind of praises him i was pretty smart but basically look i don't care who you are if your attitude is I hate everyone like an equal opportunity hater. <laughs> well, you're a fucking dick, and I don't really want you in my life. Like that's it's to me that simple. Like I don't need that fucking ignorance yeah. around me no more. It's 2019. If you really think that it's appropriate to piss people off for the sake of the lulls, then you're a fucking ignorant dumbass. No matter how smart you are, and I don't even if you unsubscribe from my channel for me saying that, I've reached a point where that's the kind of guy I'm. That's the truth of the situation. <laughs> if you like that. That's cool. You're not going to like my content. That's how I see it. <laughs> um, and then uh, Maya shows up and wants to go back to the hotel. Now, allow me to be clear. Another thing I have done way too many times and why I don't do it with my current lovely lady is ditch the girl at the show to go be a rapper and don't even talk to her for hours. Yeah, I, I just won't go. I have told her when it's a bad idea for her to come. Like, if I can't... Because on the other hand, women need to not necessarily expect that if I'm there to rap, that I even have two seconds to actually care about how she's doing for the most part. And I don't say that disrespectfully, but, like, I got to worry about being by the side of the stage. and Like, I can't be, like, the source of your entertainment for the whole night. And I guess my ego took that to the whole max in the negative direction when i was younger i used to get so much shit for ditching her so much shit but basically adam did the same thing there's ways to do it where you're like i'll hang out with you for now i gotta go i'll come back well i mean you're there to see you perform obviously at some point like you guys are going to be joined at the but hip. it was the part of the other parts i basically ditched her the whole event mm. Because I was there to scope around and be cool, you know? Right. Kind of like Adam. And it was more important for me to get a bunch of black guys praising my rap skills than it was for me to pay attention to my woman. Which is foreshadowing to a theme we're going to discuss in part two of the video. Mm-hmm. However, um, Adam... Um, yeah, Adam... Do we talk about the part where Adam basically fucking uh, punches his girl in the face, trying to be like cooler or not? And he's just trying to like, and like smacks her in the face. He does he? Yeah, he does. And he basically like punches her in the face and something. Is that how the drinks get spilled on like his girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. And um, he's basically trying to do it to be cool. Um in front of his he's basically in then front she just gets pissed off but basically if you look at this situation in front of a bunch of people who are not middle class white folk he's trying to disrespect his woman to be cool which is literally like he's trying to play out hip-hop tropes and how he treats the people he's supposed to care about mm-hmm. to be cool. i really think dude who wrote this went that deep okay uh, this is the one time anybody watching this i think the writer went as deep as i think on this shit um and I thought that was again significant enough to yeah. write down because it was like, oh shit, eh? You, you, he didn't even apologize. He didn't do anything. 
Like when you look at how Ben Grimm treats his girl, now that's a man. That's what I'm trying to say there. Spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, uh, she clearly wants to go back to the hotel and kind of try to salvage anything out of this experience for herself, or at the yeah. very least, have her boyfriend come back and be like, "I love you" in this creepy place. But he just wants to like hang out with like his crew and like with like these guys, and then she kicks him out of the room because that's well, his choice. It gets a little deeper than that, but yeah, that's a kind of the short version of it. Anyway. We still have about, I guess, half the movie to go through and at least half of my notes. Um, uh, my note file is 24, 14 words, so that's where I came into this with. Um, like I said, a lot to talk about. I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, if you like this kind of content, I have no idea how frequently we can do this because I find it takes me longer to prepare for these movie things than the album things where I can multitask a lot easier. So, it's not going to happen as frequently, but if it's something y'all care about, y'all can be like Coney Sparks and sign up at Patreon and force our hands, and that's just a thing you actually can do, because Coney Sparks did that, and look at us talking about it. He tried for like six months to make me watch it, and then <laughs> he got me to do it. Yep. I'm not lying. That really happened. He can uh, <laughs> choose to let us know in the comments what he thinks. Either way, I really like what i've seen in this movie so far i think as far as talking points go it's super fascinating the amount of things there are to discuss in this little two-hour experience and i think the self-awareness of eminem in that scene acknowledging the overt racism and ignorance of his fan base because yep. he basically said my fans are stands and racists and yep. that that is kind of what he points out there and i thought that was very self-aware and very incredible of him Anyways, thank y'all for watching uh, part one of this. Part two will come soon. Uh, um, hopefully it'll be tomorrow, but it actually, if it doesn't, I'm sorry. Like, uh, there's a few things going on at once. It's been messy, but I promise to get it unmessy and nice and clean soon. But here's something to whet your appetite. <laughs> um, let us know in the comments what you think about anything that we say. And if yep. I pissed you off because I offended you or whatever, I hope you can understand that wasn't the intention. Um, I'm really not trying to be an Adam over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I really do appreciate your thoughts because if we did say something stupid and you can correct us and teach us something, then I can avoid saying that kind of stupidities in the future, especially when we touch on this kind of subject matter. Um, like the video if you did. Subscribe to the channel for part two and more videos. We'll have more videos coming soon. And uh, special thanks to the patrons. Cody Sparks, man of the hour. Yep. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, Linda Williams, and I... DJ Blackheart? Yeah, him. I'm so sorry, Blackheart. <laughs> I was like, DJ. there's somebody you didn't say. <laughs> I know I didn't. I knew the rhythm was off. Appreciate y'all. They support what we do. Help us get a new camera. They're soon going to help us get a website and then help us get nice sound panels so it looks nicer and then help us get other things. They're wonderful. We like them. <laughs> but if you dig what we do and the level of effort we put in and the depth and you want to see us get to that next level and become even cooler, that's a great way to help us. And like I said, if you do that, you can totally make us review whatever you want. It can't be porn. Although maybe if you pay enough, we can talk about it. I don't know. It popped into my head. Okay, all Not right. Everything so, I said. bye, guys. Have a great week. Also, I make music. <laughs> you can check that out in the description below. And if you want to see Bonnie uh, review porn, sign up on our Patreon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>